If you are looking to elevate your leadership and drive your nonprofit forward, I invite you to subscribe to the Successful Nonprofits newsletter. Every week, I curate exclusive shareworthy content that sparks inspiration, innovation, and conversation. From the latest trends to timeless advice, the weekly email newsletter is your all-access pass to a treasure trove of resources. But receiving the newsletter is not just about staying informed. It's also about getting our best content first. Subscribers get first access to our newest downloadable templates designed to propel your leadership and amplify your impact. And that's not all, my friend. We are constantly working on new ways to support you and your mission. So as a subscriber, you'll get updates on our latest projects, opportunities to participate in surveys, and a say in the topics that we tackle next. You will essentially get me as a consultant, coach, and confidant in your inbox, ready to help you navigate the challenges of nonprofit leadership. So if you're an executive director, board chair, or a nonprofit leader who believes in making a difference, join me as a newsletter subscriber. Visit SuccessfulNonprofits.com forward slash newsletter to sign up today. And now, friend, let me take you to the episode you've downloaded. Welcome to the Successful Nonprofits Podcast. I'm your host, Dolph Goldenberg bringing you one of our montage episodes. Just a quick reminder about what our montage episodes are. Every so often, we ask all of our recent guests and sometimes some other folks a specific question, and we ask them to try to answer that question in a minute to maybe three minutes. In this case, we've asked everybody, what impactful leadership book have they read and can they recommend? And we have taken the best dozen or so answers and have put them together in this montage episode. I will also share with you that asking this question was a little bit selfish on my part because I love to read. And for the last several months, as I've been asking our guests this question, what impactful leadership book would you recommend? I have also been filling up my own reading list. So if you are like me, you will probably listen to this episode with a pencil and paper and try to decide which books might be right for your current professional journey. Before we bring on the first guest, let me share with you one book that has really crystallized my thinking around a core leadership function, and that's being an employer. The book is called The Good Job Strategy by Zanep Tan, and it outlines the importance of being a good employer as part of your overall strategy, not just because it's the right thing to do, but also because when you're a good employer, you will have better employee retention, you will have better employee performance, and you will better be able to actually achieve your mission as an organization. They use for-profit companies and nonprofits in this book to really outline why we should all think about good jobs as part of our strategy. In this moment when we're all thinking about work and we're all thinking about ways that we can be good leaders and managers of the organizations that we work in, this book, The Good Job Strategy, is a game changer. 
We had a conversation with Amanda Ross about brand building a while back. You may recall, she's the person that doesn't design websites. She solves problems through her company, Brashberry.com. Amanda, what is your favorite or most impactful leadership book? Uh, My favorite book is Selling the Invisible, a field guide to modern marketing, even though it's an older book. It's not necessarily as modern as it used to be, but the messaging behind it is still really, really great. It's by Harry Beckwith. Why is it your favorite? Um, What I love about this book is that he wrote it in sort of these snippets. So it's not, you don't feel like, oh my gosh, I have this heavy chapter I have to get through. He wrote it in these quick, easy to get through one to two pages, you know, snippets that you can kind of get these really impactful, thoughtful messages about sort of really thinking about your brand and really thinking about, um, you know, being a good leader in this space and things like that. So that's really why I love it. One of the stories, for example, was... um, um, Avis rent a car when they, um, were lagging behind, this is way back in sort of the sixties and early seventies, and they were lagging behind. They were not number one. And so they actually started advertising and saying, we're number two, we try harder. And that brought them to number one, right? So it's just about thinking those little moments that you can sort of take advantage of, um, whether it's your messaging, your marketing, your, you know, your, your space, um, and sort of stand out in a very different way. Thank you. We recently talked to Ben Jones about data literacy. Ben, you may recall, is the CEO and founder of the company Data Literacy, which can be found at dataliteracy.com. He also is a prolific author on the very same topic. So it seems appropriate that I'm asking a prolific author this question. Ben, what is your favorite or most impactful leadership book that you have read? Yeah, great question. Um, well, I used to work for Medtronic, a medical device company, and the, one of their former CEOs wrote a book called um, True North. And I think a lot of people really appreciate that as a leadership book. And, and I do love it and recommend it. But my favorite leadership book is a little older than that. So it's actually the Tao Te Ching. And so this is uh, ancient Chinese wisdom uh, going back, going back millennia, really. Uh, but in it, it talks all about how to lead, how to govern for people that are maybe in government. But beyond that, you know, what sorts of principles are important for someone who's taking that upon themselves to lead other people to help them achieve and accomplish what they're trying to achieve and accomplish? Really common, I think, principles like, you know, becoming a servant, like the way water goes to the lowest places to feed those areas. And leadership also involves that and the willingness to be able to, you know, see no one is as beneath you, um, which is really a common trap for a lot of leaders as they start to imagine themselves climbing higher and higher. But it inverts that entire uh, principle that, you know, really you should be, um, you know, helping people, you know, as servants. So some of those ideas come from the Tao Te Ching. Thank you, Ben. I'm going to be adding the Tao Te Ching to my own reading list. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. David Harris came onto the podcast and talked to us about professional interim executive directors. You may recall, David is the managing partner at Interim Executive Solutions, which provides professional interim executive directors and other consulting services throughout New England, New York, and New Jersey. David, 
What leadership book have you returned to again and again? Well, one book that I found really helpful uh, has been Switch, uh, which subtitled is How to Change Things When Change is Hard. And it's written by Chip Heath and Dan Heath. And I think what uh, makes it important uh, for the work that we do is we're changing. There's always change. And how do you create conditions where uh, change is not only uh, possible, but change is actually accepted and is recognized as something that is really positive, especially in the nonprofit world? People don't like change, but change is inevitable. And uh, when you change leadership, even more so. And so this has been helpful to me in thinking through how to make some of that change uh, happen. Thank you. A while back, we had Jack Fuller on the podcast. You may recall, Jack is the man of all seasons who has lived on three continents, worked for Boston Consulting Group, was faculty at the School of Life, has started a company called Archive Health, and in addition to all of that, wrote an amazing book, The Imagination Machine. Jack, what book have you read and reread and read again? Well, it's a book that probably no one's heard of, but it's called Love, Life, Goethe. And the last word is the German poet Goethe, um, spelled G-O-E-T-H-E. And it's written by a mentor of mine, actually, who turns up in the imagination book because we interviewed him. His name is John Armstrong. He's an um, English philosopher who lives in Australia. But the book is truly wonderful. It's an exploration of this little-known character, Goethe. People might know him for his plays, but what was actually fascinating about him was the way he lived. And he should be more well-known, and I try to advertise him in our imagination book because he really combined imagination and practicality, and he very specifically wanted to do that. So he wrote Europe's first best-selling novel, The Sorrows of Young Werther, and immediately afterwards went to work for the Duke of Weimar, which is basically like joining a sort of slightly boring middle-sized company in that era. And he, he ran the still he ran the mining operation in, in East Germany, um, uh, just a very administrative type of thing. And, and look, he was the minister for mines and roads, and the romantic people couldn't understand it. But he, he said, you know, the romantic movement has half the picture, and the other half is um, is commerce and organization and the efficiency side of life. And he thought it was really sad that those two would drift apart and wanted to bring them together. So I think that's such an important part of leadership. I love that. Thank you. Holly Rustic was on the podcast to talk about the Beginner's Guide to Grant Writing. You may recall, Holly is a phenomenal grant writer and also a great teacher and coach. She runs Grant Writing and Funding, which is a consulting practice that provides freelance grant writing and also educational seminars to people who want to learn how to grant write. Holly, what leadership book have you read and reread a number of times? Okay, that's a great question. Um, and this might kind of, kind of be a different, but I really liked The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. I've come back to that book again and again. And even though it's not a typical leadership book, I find that you really tune in and listen to yourself and really kind of cut out some of the 
the garbage right from it and you can really lead yourself forward. So I think we all know sometimes what we need to do, but looking in and tuning in isn't really done a lot. So it's really helped me and I've gone back to it again and again. Thank you. We had Joanne Oppelt on the podcast recently to talk about her book, The Sustainable High ROI Fundraising System. Joanne, what leadership book have you returned to again and again? Probably the the one that I've returned to the most is called Nonprofit Sustainability. And that book brings together in a very graph, using graphs, in a very pictorial way, how to sustain mission and finances at the same time, how to make those matrices and those decisions as to what programs to grow and what programs to let go based on how much mission they're meeting and how much money they're bringing in. And I'm a very visual person. I love seeing little bubbles. I love figuring out the the amounts that they're worth. I just I just think it's a very, and I think it's a good way to show if you do your own graph like a board in a very visual way that captures a lot of information in terms of moving the organization forward. Thank you. Kevin Dean, CEO of the Momentum Nonprofit Partners, joined us a while back to talk about the importance of posting pay scales in your recruitment postings. Hey, Kevin, what leadership book have you returned to again and again? Well, I, I return to this oldie but goodie. It's, it's Now Discover Your Strengths by Marcus Buckingham. It talks about how we as leaders should not try to fix ourselves or fix our, our, our weaknesses. We should really hone the strengths that we have and hire for our weaknesses. So find people who are smarter than us in other other areas of expertise and, and work on our the best things about us and, and let them work on the best things about them and make a great team based on that. Thank you. Crystal Lamp came on the podcast to talk about Classy's 2022 State of Modern Philanthropy Report. And we really wanted to make sure we asked her this question as well. Krista, what leadership book do you return to again and again? Well, this is an oldie but a goodie. Um, I really love the book Good to Great by Jim Collins. I think this in the title alone, I think nobody strives for goodness, but we all strive for greatness. And so I returned to the book. I've read it multiple times. I feel like it really just helps push me, help my helps my creative thinking every time I read it. I also really love um, just the tangible advice that you get from, from that book, you know, Jim goes into disciplined people and how you can um, better serve your teams. Then he goes into the discipline of thought and how, you know, where creative ideas come from and how you can continue to uh, push boundaries through thoughts. And then it's really about turning those thoughts into discipline actions and all of that together makes a great company. And so whether you're a for-profit or a nonprofit, I think it is a fantastic book that everyone should read to, to help push them to the next level. Thank you, Krista. Hey, 
Hey friends, we had Larry Talley from Everywhere.com on the podcast to talk to us about the power of giving by text. And you may recall that Everywhere is a company that helps nonprofits harness that power. Hey Larry, quick question for you. What leadership book have you returned to again and again? Yeah, the book that really basically that I'm so connected with, and I, I'll be honest with you, Adolf, I read it actually on a weekly basis and for a number of different reasons. Well, for one, I'll give you the name. The name of the book is called Traction. And Traction really resonates really with entrepreneurs that are building companies from the ground up. And one thing that's unique about the book Traction, it comes with, I like to think of it as like an entrepreneur handbook. They call it the EOS. And what does EOS stand for? It's the Entrepreneur Operating System. And really, it's really, it helps create the playbook, you know, for an entrepreneur, because there's so many different things as an entrepreneur. You got to know marketing, you got to know sales, you got to know IT, you got to know HR, you got to know payroll. I mean, and the list goes on and on. And guess what? You might only have five people, right? So um, the, the book Traction has done great wonders for me. You know, and I, I obviously, you know, the company itself only started five years ago. So we've had a tremendous amount of success in a short period of time. And I, I owe a lot of that by turning back to this book really on a weekly basis. That's awesome. Thank you, Larry. We've had Mazarine Trays on the podcast twice. The first time was kind of the complete career advice episode. And the second time was the complete consulting advice episode for folks that are either interested in becoming consultants or already are consultants. And so it is so appropriate that we ask you this question, Mazarine. What leadership book have you read and reread? I liked The Psychology of Executive Coaching. And the reason I liked it is because it was so um, instrumental to me in understanding how people hold themselves back when you're working with them in nonprofit organizations. I love that. Thank you. We had Mike Ciccaroni on the podcast recently. Mike Ciccaroni is a principal of the Bridgespan Group and really focuses on strategy and organizational effectiveness, especially in that gray space when there is neither a yes nor a no answer to a question. Hey, Mike, what is your favorite or most impactful leadership book? Oh, awesome. So it's definitely, it's actually a speech that C.S. Lewis gave way, way back in the day called The Inner Ring. It was a commencement address at, you know, some university. Um, And the gist of it is this, right? You have this idea of your whole life, whether you're a kid in school or in college or in the professional world, where there's this click you want to be in, the inner ring. And then when you get into that, that click, that sort of in-group there's another ring inside of it that you want to get into. And, and sort of we all face these in our social lives and careers, kind of these, you know, the rings you grasp for that you want to be on the inside of because of the prestige or, or whatever, right? And in this speech, he talks about, you know, the value of, of being inside one of those, those rings and, and that the only one that really matters is kind of the, the mutual inner ring of craftspeople, you know, people who practice a craft together that know sort of another expert craftsman of, of their craft when they see them and kind of have this shared understanding of, of the world and the field and what it takes to, you know, really be awesome at something that you only get by attaining a level of, of mastery in a craft. 
And he talks about how that's like of all the inner rings in his whole life he had ever grasped for, you know, that's the one that actually was meaningful to be inside. And that's one for me, I read years and years ago. And, you know, as I've worked as a teacher and as a consultant over the years, it's just really resonated with me, right? That's incredible. Thank you, Mike. Rebecca Staplewax, the executive director of the Southern Jewish Resource Network for Gender and Sexual Diversity, was on the podcast to talk about the power of a learning journey as part of your strategic planning process. And I am so excited, Rebecca, to be able to ask you, what leadership book have you returned to again and again? For me and the work that I do, I um, have recently been asked, who is my superhero? And that is Joy Layden. Joy is a professor at Stern College at Yeshiva University and wrote Through the Door of Life, A Jewish Journey Between Genders. And Joy risked everything in order to be her authentic self when she transitioned her gender while teaching at an Orthodox university. And, um, and that leadership, I mean, that's a leader to me is, is somebody who is, is being uh, authentic and, um, and is, is willing to communicate what is most important to them, but will be most important to the world if they can achieve the other side. Thank you. We had Rita Sorenin on the podcast a while back. She had a great conversation with us about being the face, the tireless advocate for your organization. And you may recall, she is with the Dave Thomas Foundation, which does incredible work supporting, promoting, and advocating for foster parents and adoption. Rita, what leadership book have you read and reread? It's an interesting question because I've gone back recently to one that I found relatively recently because I try to stay away from what's what's new and hip, right? Um, but it's Brene Brown and Dare to Lead. And, and for a couple of reasons, it's, it talks about particularly women in leadership. And so that obviously speaks to me. But she talks about those things about vulnerability, of living with our values, of, of trust, of learning to rise up, right, among all of the the challenges that we have as leaders. So I've actually gone back to that a couple of times over the past couple of years that I thought when I was first referred to it, I'd be like, uh, not this. I, I actually quite like it. Thank you. Robin Miller was on the podcast to talk about how to know when it's time to close your nonprofit. Robin, is Senior Corporate and Tax Counsel at Pro Bono Partnership Atlanta and has been doing that for 14 years there, plus about another 15 or 16 years of legal tax compliance work before that. Hey, Robin, what leadership book have you read again and again? I've read The Energy Bus, I don't know how many times. Um, it's by John Gordon, and I love that book. Um, I find that sometimes when I get overwhelmed and bogged down in that day-to-day work that 
um, that, that I fall into the same traps as what happens in the energy bus. And I lose my energy and I lose without my energy, my team loses energy. Um, and I forget about the goals. Um, and so I go back to that book and it kind of reinvigorates me and renews me and helps me to get right back on that right track of, of having the energy and having my team have the right energy to accomplish our tasks in a really positive and fun way. Thank you. If Tara Adams were in the performing arts, she would be a quadruple threat. She has degrees in finance, law, education, and is an experienced, incredible fundraiser. She joined us a few episodes ago to talk about the ethical framework for professional fundraisers working with elderly populations. Tara, what leadership book have you returned to again and again? The leadership book that I return to again and again is Grit. The Power of Passion and Perseverance by Angela Duckworth. This is more of an introspective book than it is about leading others. It dives a little bit deeper into what makes people tick, what gives them that grit to accomplish and determining you know, how best to motivate others. So instead of providing sort of more explicit leadership advice, it provides a little bit more of that inter- inner introspection for yourself and for others that you may work with. Thank you. A few episodes ago, we had Tony Pomonis come on the podcast and talk about the ethical fundraising framework for professionals who are working with older adults. Tony is a serial entrepreneur and an experienced, seasoned professional fundraiser. Tony, what leadership book have you returned to again and again? Thanks, Dolph. I, uh, I really enjoyed reading Donald Soule and Kathleen Eisenhart's Simple Rules. Uh, for a few reasons. Um, we tend to overthink things when we're going about, uh, you know, contextualizing our professional behaviors and our leadership styles. And this book really does a great job of distilling things into very digestible chunks. Uh, one of the things that I remember uh, from the book is that um, it often when, when one is, uh, you know, an arborist or a gardener, they're pruning, they're cutting. We have to sometimes scale things back in order to find the space to lead or to grow, uh, either personally or professionally. And that's just really resonated with me over the years. It also has some very simple truths and some very simple things uh, that you can take with you in life. And it, and it implores the reader to just sort of get things down to their basic level. Uh, I, I'm reminded of the fact that some of the most successful organizations that I've ever observed or been a, a, a part of have very simple messages that are repeatable from leadership all the way down to the to all the different hierarchies of performance. So Simple Rules by Donald Sull and Kathleen Eisenhart is a wonderful, uh, short, but powerful uh, leadership book that I've returned to time and again over the years. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this montage episode. I hope that it has helped you add a few books to your reading list and ultimately will help you in your own leadership journey. Additionally, I have a special ask for you. Please consider sharing this episode with a friend or colleague. And while you are on your phone or your computer, 
also go ahead and rate and review this podcast. Your review will help others find the podcast and ultimately join our community. Finally, friends, I hope that you have gained some insight from this episode that will help your nonprofit thrive. And of course, no episode is complete without the disclaimer, I am not an attorney nor an accountant, and neither I nor the Goldenberg Group provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for tax, legal, and accounting advice. If that's what you need, please find a qualified, licensed professional who can assist you.